backdoor cover. It's me, producer Mike. I'm with Brad Key. What's Gucci? It me. What's up, brother? Wow, another day in paradise. Here we are. Indeed, here we are. Let's talk some sports, huh? I'm into sports. Yeah, yeah, we like sports. We're dudes. We like sports. Let's talk some sports. Before we talk sports, we should talk about the new tank tops at rowdygentleman.com. Because you know what else is cool? Wearing tank tops. Spring at the break. beach. Yeah, spring break's almost here. So if you go to rowdygentleman.com slash SB19, like spring break 19, you'll see our new tank top collection. And they're tight. S- spring break is coming. Let's get rowdy. It was slash SB. SB19. 19. I'm going yeah. there right now. Rowdygentleman.com slash SB19. Spring break is coming. Let's get rowdy. Wear some back-to-back World War Champs shirts when you're on the beach in Mexico and your dad got you a, a tight, all-inclusive resort. Let them know that you're from America. You know? That's true. When you're on the beach in Cancun. I see a, a new model of legalized cocaine. Uh, yes. A new new addition to that collection. Legalized cocaine is back. It's a controversial stance. It's uh, You'd be sending a real message when you're on the beach or staying at the uh, Holiday Inn Sunspree wearing a legalized cocaine tank. Yeah, it'd be a real statement. And I'll just say this. Anyone who gets arrested in that in that tank top and sends us a photo of us this spring break, I'll, I'll send you something. <laughs> we'll make it good for you. We'll send you a $100 gift card to Ready Gentleman. It definitely will not be worth it, whatever it, he yeah, sends you. Yeah, if you get a mug shot in that legalized cocaine tank top, I will send you a $100 gift card. Just go ahead and don't get arrested. That would be better. Anyway, rowdygentleman.com slash SB19 to see our new tank top collection. There's some good stuff there. You know what else is good stuff, Brad? What? Lisa mattresses. Everybody has the right to rest, even those who have the right to remain silent, if you know what I'm saying. The key to getting a good night's rest is the right mattress. Meet Lisa with two awesome mattresses, accessories, and bases for better, deeper rest. The all-foam Lisa mattress is new and improved, featuring the uh, cooling foam for enhanced pressure relief for side sleepers. Or rest on the Sapira Hybrid Mattress, which Brad and I both sleep on. Sapira. It's the perfect combination of foam and spring to relieve pressure and edge-to-edge support. Lisa's mission is to provide a better night's sleep for everybody. From day one, Lisa has set out to create a company with heart. That's why they donate one mattress for every 10 they sell through their organization's uh, 110 policy. And uh, they they donate uh, money to organizations that work in causes like foster care prevention to date, they've donated over 32,000 mattresses through more than 1,000 nonprofits. So we're running an extended President's Day offer through uh, the 22nd, through February 26th. I'm sorry. The 26th. Let me say this again. Through February 26th, which we'll get backdoor covered listeners, 15% off their entire order, plus two free pillows, and these pillows are dope. Yeah, the pillows are a kicker. So use uh, promo code BDC. When you go to lisa.com slash BDC and use promo code BDC, you'll get 15% off your order plus two free pillows. These pillows are really nice. They're they're excellent. Best pillows ever. Lisa.com slash BDC. All right. Uh, so let's talk about the only thing that seems to matter in sports right now. Zion Williamson. Duke Carolina was last night. Ticket prices were insane. They were like Super Bowl level. Uh, 33 seconds into the game, of course. Uh, Zion explodes his foot through a sneaker. Uh, Duke was an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Brad was on North Carolina last night, so that was a good pick. Carolina won the game. Uh, all the air in the building basically just disappeared as soon as Zion uh, exploded a, a, a shoe. Did you see what part of the shoe split? It looked like the very center of the sole like came apart. Oh, I don't know. It I'd looked like the seam. The seam like on the There's edge. There's a lot of the... photos that we tweeted out on uh, Backdoor Cover yeah. on Twitter. Uh, our backdoor cover podcast on Snap uh, Instagram. Not, we're not on Snapchat. Don't look there. <laughs> anyway, it was uh, it was a really crazy start to a game. Yeah, apparently he was wearing the PG four, the Paul George Nikes. Um, and I was doing some research about types of shoes Zion wears. Looks like in high school he wore Adidas. He wore the Dame fours. Uh, and then most most recently he's been wearing Kyrie's and then these the PG's I guess are a relatively new uh addition to his. Yeah, collection. they're like Twitter accounts that just comment yeah, on, on the shoes he's wearing. And of course, uh Puma sent out a tweet that said this wouldn't have happened in Puma's last night. 
Darren Ravel was tweeting about how this was going to affect Nike's stock price like one minute after it happened. Puma's coming hard for that NBA market, uh, basketball shoe market. They got a bunch of young stars. Well, they probably they got a long way to go. That was not a very good job. Uh, whoever the intern was who was tweeting last night is probably not there anymore. But uh, <laughs> tough break. Yeah, tough break. We'll talk a lot more college hoops later in the show, but I figure we have to talk about it. If you go to ESPN.com right now, six of the top eight stories on the website are about Zion. Should he should he shut it down? Uh, is it a mild knee strain? Yeah, this whole shutdown stuff. Should he? What does this mean for for Duke? What you know? I don't know I'll, how the NBA reacts to Zion. It's really an interesting thing, and I guess that's why the game last night was so was so uh, sought after. Anyway, and nobody really cares about college basketball, but people want to see Zion. That's not true, but. I, I mean, the the conversation is all around, he was forced to play this one year, he can't come straight out of high school and make money. How much money could this cost him? Should it be career-ending or, if not career-ending, like something that could hinder his ability in the in the league as a pro? Um, a lot of interesting questions. What, what's your stance? Are, we, are you over this one-and-done stuff? Like, where are you at with it? This isn't, it you really don't care? doesn't really matter what we think. You're just a pro boy. You just I know, I mean, I think guys should probably be able to go out. Uh, I think the baseball system is probably the best. I like the, the baseball system Where you can either too. go straight out or you have to stay for two or three years, yeah. whatever it is, or two years. Um, you have options. Two years, I mean, I, but it does seem, you know, it goes against what I believe in, that these dudes can't, don't have the right to come straight out of high school when they, you know, if they're capable. If you go to Sports Illustrated right now, it's, LeBron NBA players react to Zion's knee. Nike investigating Zion's shoe malfunction. Watches Obama's reaction to Zion's injury cut on TV. Zion, could Zion Nuki, uh, can Zion Duke <laughs> sue Nike for sneaker-related injuries? Like six are about this guy. He's played, I don't know, 15 games this season? 20 games? And it's a mild knee sprain, they're saying. So it's not even like, it's not actually that bad of a. Of it's an just really wild. And it, uh, that, that He's the reason people cared about that game last night. Uh, Carolina just basically stomped them, though. I mean, obviously, it took a lot out of that crowd, out of the the fans, out of the team. I don't know. There's not much else to say about the game. The game pretty much sucked after that. Uh, but we'll talk more college hoops later in the show. Let's move on a little bit. Brad, how familiar are you, are you with the AAF? I'm actually not very familiar okay, with the AAF. Most people aren't. The AF. Isn't yeah. that how they say it? Yeah, I think that's what we'll they refer to. They need to get Aflac on that sponsorship dollar. Well... We, uh, interestingly enough, have a hotline call Oh, about the AF, uh, phone number 800-392-6344, 800-392-6344. Yeah, call in with your hotline. Call. Here's the uh, the first call today, this one regarding the AF. Hey, guys, this is John from Illinois. Um, been watching a little bit of the Alliance of American Football or American Alliance Football, to be honest with you. I don't know which letters go in which order, but it's known as the Alliance, colloquially, um, I think it's fascinating football. A lot of players either playing for a first look or a second chance or just for the sake of playing professional football. Here's my question for you guys. Do you see this more of a standalone league, like, cool, there's football in the spring, or do you see this more as, like, a developmental to the NFL someday? That's been the biggest gripe for quarterbacks. They don't get a chance to develop. Uh, Yeah, just wondering what you guys think. I think it's fascinating if you haven't checked it out. Uh, Later, guys. Keep up the good work. Obviously, Brad and I have not checked it out because nobody could really care about the AF unless, like, you're a fan of the Birmingham team and and you're an Alabama fan. Their entire team is Bama guys. Wait, what? The they have a team in Birmingham. Yeah, and like basically every player on the team is a former Alabama guy. Ah, anyway, probably uh, pretty good. The AF. I'm glad this caller called about the AF eight hundred three nine two six three four four to call the hotline. But I, I mean, I, I don't really care about any of anything about it. Uh, I certainly don't care about whether it means like the guys are going to get, you know, players are going to get more uh, development or anything like that. What's interesting to me about it is uh, why it's in the news this week. The AAF had to be saved by a two hundred and fifty million dollar investment to make the payroll its first week. Are you listening to me, Brad? Wait, what happened? They could not make payments. They could not make their payroll. Like Players were not getting paid right. the first week of the league. Huh. How, how does that happen? It's a great question. How can you plan a league for a year and not know exactly what your costs are going to be? 
And you, it, this does not bode well for anyone gained development. Like our phone, like our caller asked for, like, oh, this is going to help develop players. Not if they don't get paid. And, and I don't see it being that much of a developmental league because, like, I'm looking at all the statistical leaders just to get a feel for what type of talent's in there. And, like, the passing leader is Garrett Gilbert, old Texas quarterback. Oh, my God. Uh, Zach Stacy is the leading rusher, which I feel like he played recently in the, in the NFL. But, I mean, most of these guys are names that are, like, kind of, like, have been in the NFL, flamed out, and now are, like, re- basically rebooting their career in like a lesser league. I don't see a whole lot of of names here that would be like new incoming uh, like who gives a shit? talent whatever. That's that's all. I just think it's funny that they by the first week they weren't making payroll and they had to have an investment of 250 million dollars <laughs> that came in from Carolina Panthers owner Tom Dundon. Damn, what a baller. How nice would that be if you just cut a check for 250? My favorite part of it is that he cuts this check, and he immediately serves as the chairman of the Alliance Board of Directors, effective immediately. So <laughs> He's basically, like, here's a check. I own this bitch. Yeah, it's basically like, I, I'm the guy now. He's you like, all, you can't pay the bills? Don't worry. Yeah. Daddy's like, here. Oh, you need someone to bail you out? I'm your daddy now. Yeah. Which I just think is hilarious. Could you just imagine? Somebody comes in and says, yeah, I'm, I'm your captain now. Look at me. Look at me. Look I am at the me. captain now. That's great. That's what happened, which is great. The other great news story out of the AAF, the AF this week, is Steve Spurrier's team, uh, the Orlando <laughs> Apollos. I didn't know Spurrier was part of this thing. Yeah. This. What's great about this is the Orlando Apollos, Steve Spurrier's the coach, uh, they play their games at UCF's Spectrum Stadium, now have to practice in the state of Georgia. Because of Florida's workers' compensation laws, the issue lies with the fact that Florida doesn't categorize professional athletes as employees, and they won't secure insurance coverage for them, and the AAF hasn't been able to secure private coverage of its own. From the Orlando Sentinel writes, the AAF officials say the reason this is even an issue is because Florida, unlike many other states, will not cover professional athletes under its workers' compensation laws. In Florida, professional athletes are not categorized as employees, which means state law prevents pro athletes from filing worker comp claims for injuries incurred while on the job. As a result, players who are currently living in Jackson in a Jacksonville hotel will take a bus across the Georgia border for practices at a high school in Kingsland, Georgia, and the Apollo's home games will still be played in Orlando, which is a three-and-a-half-hour bus ride away. So what's going to have to happen is they have to practice 51% of the time in the state of Georgia to get Georgia coverage. So they've moved the whole team to a hotel on the Georgia-Florida border huh. where they drive 30 minutes to a high school where they practice. Then they stay in the hotel, and then they drive three-and-a-half hours to Orlando for their games. Looks like uh, Garrett Gilbert is the Orlando Apollo's quarterback, actually, so... League leader. They also they they quote weird stats here. It says net rush yards. Like, do you have enough negative rush yards that you apply that to your total rushing totals? Like, why wouldn't it just be rush yards? Does that make sense to you? Is it for quarterbacks specifically? Uh, it just says, generally that it says just player net pass yards, net rush yards, and then total yards per game. Generally, they take net. Odd. They take rush yards. Sacks don't count against quarterbacks right. in the NFL. So maybe it's something like that. Yeah. Uh, against rush shortage. I just never seen a stated net. Interesting. Whatever. Yeah. So that's the F. Thank you for your call. Uh, we didn't really answer your question, but I just thought those stories were too funny not to talk about. Could you imagine? Steve Spurrier comes out of retirement to coach a bunch of guys at a high school in Georgia, a state that he hates. And then play golf like 90% of the rest I, of the time. I guess he can't play golf if he's if he's on a bus taking his team to practice every day. You know what sucks, Brad? What's that? Losing your hair sucks. I didn't really realize how much I cared about mine until I noticed that I had started losing some of it. That's why for the past month or so, I've been using Keeps, the easiest and most affordable way to keep the hair you have. Since I started using Keeps, I've noticed that uh, my hair's a little bit thicker. It looks good. I'm seeing less hair like in the drain. I'm seeing less when less hair on my, on my comb when I brush it. So uh, it helps. Uh, FDA-approved products used to cost so much, but now, thanks to Keeps, they're finally inexpensive and easy to get. For five minutes now and just a dollar a day, you'll never have to worry about hair loss again. Getting started with Keeps is so easy. Sign up takes less than five minutes. Just answer a few questions and snap some photos of your hair. I did this. You literally take three photos of your hair. Yeah. 
and you can do it like on your laptop or on your phone. It's it's you just sort of bend over and take the photos. I'm proud of you, buddy. Just getting Thank out there you. And doing it. Yeah, a license a licensed physician in your state will review your information online, and then recommend the right treatment for you. Then ship right to your door every three months. Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA approved hair loss products out there. You know what they are, but you've probably never gotten them at this price because now they're available in generics via Keeps. Keeps is only ten to thirty five dollars a month, depending on what you what you order. Plus, now you can get your first month one hundred percent free. That's a hell of a deal uh, to keep your hair. How easy is that? Pretty easy. All right, to receive your first month of treatment for free, go to keeps.com slash bdc. Keeps that's k e e p s dot com slash bdc. That's a free month of treatment at keeps.com slash bdc. Keeps hair today, hair tomorrow. It's a good catch line. All right, let's talk some baseball. Uh, For the last two weeks, we've been talking about how uh, no free agents have signed, but Manny Muchado has signed. It was a monster deal, right? Yeah, three, 10 years, $30 million a year, $300 million total, the biggest contract in history. Where is he at? San, San Diego? Diego. Yeah. Which, uh, that's interesting. I'm sure like the two or three Padres fans out there are going to be really excited about this. I'll say that that's probably the best city to watch baseball in, like comfort level, nice weather, no humidity. Do you think it's the best city to play baseball in? Maybe. Probably. I mean, is is there a rabid fan base there? I know their football fan base is trash. Yeah. Or it was. I, I mean, I don't know. And California takes so much of your money in taxes. Yeah. I think uh, they're all skateboarding. I don't think they even watch baseball. Yeah, I wouldn't care. <laughs> they're all in longboards and bikinis. That being said, uh, Bryce Harper, still unsigned. Uh, apparently, the, the everything seems to point to him signing with the Phillies, but... He still has. That's apparently where everything's been pointing for weeks, and it still hasn't happened. Wait, so this this San Diego contract is obviously the biggest one in, in history. Are they going to be good? Like, does he make them a contender? Do we know? I know nothing. Go. Oh, that's good. I know nothing. Okay. Cool. Well, that's that's good. I just wanted to know if it was worth spending that much money, but we'll find out. I guess I we'll guess. find out. Yeah. In, uh, in got real 162 time, times to to find out. There you go. It's time for Mike's beef of the week. Not yet presented by our friends at Omaha Steaks. Please cut the checks. Do you want to know what my beef of the week is this week? I do. My beef of the week is with LeBron James. LeBron James. Yeah, I see the note here. I don't understand what you're saying, so go ahead and elaborate. LeBron has single-handedly created a seven-day off period at the All-Star break. And explain how he has done this personally? He's just flexed all of his muscles. He's the most powerful guy in basketball right now. You need to explain that. Like that is That's not enough. I don't think he's responsible for this unless you can sell. No, he was the he was the vice president of the players' association, and they fought. They they said we want a week off. Was like high up in the players' association. No, but Chris Paul doesn't do anything. Uh, Okay, so LeBron LeBron is running this league right now. He's running the Anthony Davis thing uh, because Rich Paul, his his childhood friend, is is Anthony Davis's agent. He's showing up courtside at every Zion game because he wants to be his agent. And he negotiated this deal with the league to get seven days off for the All-Star break. So my beef is that the seven-day off period has made this week absolutely miserable for us as Ah, a sports podcast. Now I see where you're going with this. The NBA is the only interesting thing going on right now. I mean, there was a basketball game that people cared about last night, but only because there were no other basketball games. And it was it ceased being interesting 35 seconds into the game when the guy exploded his foot. It's going to be interesting. You're crazy. Nah. Yeah. It's trash. The game was was absolute garbage. Teams just run 100 miles an hour, turn the ball over every possession. I hate College basketball is just terrible. This beef of the week is trash. Well, I don't sure. agree. He can't put this all on LeBron's shoulders. This is on LeBron. Okay, I'll put on LeBron and the and Adam Silver and everybody in the NBA office that allowed go. a seven-day off period. It was an agreement. It was part of an agreement. Well, whatever the case may be. Interesting. All right, moving on. Let's talk a little NBA for a second. Uh, Daryl Morey. General manager of the Houston Rockets appeared on the Ross Boland podcast. That interview, uh, we did it yesterday. The interview is going to be released today. He's an awesome guest. Man. Thursday, February 21st. So if you're listening to this, uh, this afternoon, you will be able to hear it on the Ross Boland podcast. If you haven't listened to Ross Boland, uh, Ross uh, smokes a lot of weed and watches a lot of basketball and talks a lot of shit on Twitter where he has sort of befriended Daryl Morey and somehow guilt-tripped him into doing an interview with us. Uh, I sort of co-host the Ross Bowen podcast. It was a very interesting and insightful episode. Did he talk about weed? Uh, Ross, no, I don't nah. think so. Good. 
Um, that would have been weird. But Harden talks about all sorts of things, including his terrible beard. Um, he talks about... You're talking about Maury talks about Harden's beard. No, no. Maury talks about his own terrible beard. Oh. And then we talked about James Harden and, and Mike D'Antoni and the whole thing. Uh, it's actually a very good interview. So check that out on the Ross Bullen podcast or check back on this feed tomorrow as I will release, we will be releasing that interview um, alone. So you can hear it here on Backdoor Cover because yeah. it is sports related. Uh, with Daryl Moore is really interesting too. He is. He's, he's an interesting guy. So yeah. uh, check that out on either the Ross Bullen podcast or just don't check out Ross Bullen. I mean, I don't care. Uh, come back to Backdoor Cover and listen to it tomorrow. So now you know why you'll be getting that. Uh, good good time to check in on the Rockets. Uh, it's probably our most famous guest ever. Uh, All-Star Weekend, Brad. What did you think about All-Star Weekend? Did you watch any of it? What were your takeaways? So I did. I watched some of it. And honestly, like I, I came away from it feeling a little underwhelmed. But overall, I mean, it was what I expected for it to be. Some of the names that came up in like one of the Duncan three-point three contest, all these different things were like either rookies or up-and-coming guys that really didn't have much name recognition and could possibly flame out and never really be anybody in the NBA. So it's like hard to... That part I don't love that like somebody who isn't really an all-star is competing in an all-star event. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's been going that way. It's been going in that direction, though, a lot, especially like no, the last couple of years. Like none of the the... Like premier talent wants to be involved in a dunk contest it's there's nothing for them to gain and i guess you have to get the younger talent to do it but that part's a little underwhelming i thought the event as a whole was great i was entertained the whole time i thought the city did a wonderful job uh wow you're really kissing a lot of ass here well i mean you burned it i down watched all week. of this because i i love the all-star okay you tell me more i watched How do you all of the saturday shit and it was boring as hell yeah joe harris a guy who wasn't in the NBA like 18 months ago wins the three-point contest. There's a white guy, right, from yeah. the, like Brooklyn the Nets. Nets. Does he get any playing time? I think so. I don't know. I Nobody's don't, watching I know the fucking nothing Brooklyn about Nets. this guy. I've never heard of People him in, in Brooklyn aren't watching the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets are actually good this year. But he beat both Curry brothers and, and Dirk. And I mean, the three-point contest was certainly the most exciting thing. The, the stupid skills challenge thing is still happening. Uh, nobody pays attention to that. They did the the Papa Shot thing. Did you watch that? No. Where Kenny faced Chuck and or faced Shaq and Papa Shot, and it was so terrible. I wanted to just, I wanted to throw a shoe through the television. And then the dunk contest was awful. It was won by a guy from Oklahoma City that I've never heard of that doesn't play much. I can't pronounce his name. I don't even know what it is. He had one good dunk. There was a grand total of one good dunk in the entire dunk contest, and it won him the contest. Where he jumped over Shaq. Where he, yeah, he jumped over Shaq, hung by his elbow, and exposed the the Superman thing. The NBA posted like a an Instagram that was it like cartoonized his different dunks, and it is fucking awesome. It was really nice little. Well, that was good you, content. Yeah, it was much better in uh, fifteen seconds on Instagram than it was on on a forty five minute yeah. uh, competition. Of That's television. what I was saying. Like watching Dennis little... Smith Jr. just miss dunk after dunk after dunk was just infuriating. Yeah, it was a terrible dunk contest. The game itself was actually pretty good. One of the highlights of the weekend, I think. Do you know what was a disappointment was that uh, up and comer, whatever it was called, the, the rookie world challenge or whatever, the rising stars. Yeah, game. they really I did nailed not it watch in. that. Did, you yeah. didn't. Oh my god, it was the worst defense you've ever seen in your life. Which I mean, it's to be expected, but like they took it to the next level. So unfortunate. Yeah. Um, and then Jay Cole was the halftime performer. What happened? So because I the only thing I saw about this is LeBron asked the coach uh, of uh, the West, which I guess is the guy who coaches Denver. Right. Uh, Mike Malone, I think is his name. But he was like, hey, can we go uh, watch J. Cole at halftime? Can we get out of halftime early and watch J. Cole? And he goes, yeah, only if you get your ass back on transition defense, <laughs> which was pretty funny. So from what I hear... And they did. LeBron's team was down like 12 at half and yeah, won the they game. they did come back. So, so from what I understand, when he was negotiating terms with the NBA, he demanded that fans because i think he's from jay cole right yes yeah. jay cole and he's from he's like a local yes, he, he he's grew from up there right Carolina. so he demanded that they give free tickets to people who are watch on the floor like who are like right there on the floor uh watching the performance but that didn't get you access into the nba all-star game so if you wanted to, if you won one of those tickets or whatever you had to sit in like a building off-site and wait for like three or four hours and then when halftime happened they shuttled shoveled them in there and then when, when it was over they left and because he felt 
bad still because he got these people free tickets. He decided he's going to have a private performance for those people after the show. So uh, apparently he put on some sort of banger after the NBA All-Star game. But uh, That's nice. That's, that's the cliff notes of what happened, but that's, that's how I kind of remember it being explained. Well, good for Jay Cole. Yeah, he'd give him back. Not a great rapper. Mm. I'll just say that. Uh, not a great performer. <laughs> Michael Rappaport went after him on Twitter, and he went back at Rappaport, which is funny. Uh, J. Cole just doesn't do it for me. Sorry. I don't blame you. Sorry to the, the J. Coler fans out there. Micah's second beef of the week. Yeah. J. Cole getting burnt. The other big uh, NBA story that popped up yesterday was the story about uh, Tim Gon- Donaghy, Donaghy, whatever his name is. Tim Donaghy, the disca- disgraced former referee uh, that was forced out of the league 10 or 12 years ago. Uh, there because of is, gambling. He was, because of, yes, he was. He was fixing games. He was fixing games. Um, it is an amazing story. It's on ESPN.com. They spent two years researching this. I spent 40 minutes this morning reading it, and I only got through like about 30% of it. So this what is, is it, what are they going in depth about? Like just all the different ways that he was able to pull it off, or uh, like, just how it started? What I haven't read it because it this gets into these like sketchy. It gets into a really sketchy group of of gamblers and and uh, and wise guys and and gangsters, including some some group calling themselves the Animals <laughs> uh, that all had different nicknames that were animal based. Um, that sounds freaky. Uh, yeah, Donaghy basically. From the first third of the story, you get that Donaghy is from Delco, outside of Philly, where Dan is from. Oh, really? And uh, it seems to be a very seedy, scary place where gambling is everywhere and there are hustlers all over the place. And his childhood friends are these hustlers. And he, Donaghy, gambles all the time uh, in a way that like basically costs him his marriage. He, but he starts like gambling on in casinos. And then he's just for like $2,000 a game decides, hey, I can, I can outco- fix the outcomes of these games. And he starts with just like a couple of his friends and then it grows and then people he... start catching on. And these, but before the feds and the officials catch on, like local gambl- like gamblers and people running like underground gambling syndicates catch on. Uh, and they, they connect the dots to these guys, you know, to Donaghy. Huh. And so the spreads start, start moving they say that like if a spread moves one and a half points in an nba game over the course of a day that's like a tremendous yeah jump but these lines were moving like four or five points because so much money was going towards the team stonaghy was working for huh uh and then they sort of go through how he he was doing it the number of calls he was he was calling against the teams he was betting against all that stuff. I wonder if there were times when he had like promised that he was going to swing the outcome of a game and like there's only so much he can do. Like you can't just call. Uh, he was winning. They they claimed he was winning between seventy and eighty percent of the time. So he would. Which so is there a, was a thirty percent to twenty to thirty percent. Yeah, margin but that's of such error. An, an unbelievably well, high number. Well, if you're a gangster and you get pissed off, you might break somebody's kneecap for doing some shit like that. I'm just curious how many like well he, was, he came. I up mean, I haven't that. gotten all the way through yeah. it, but obviously he gets in deep. He also sang <laughs> and gave you know started naming names. Oh, by saying saying you mean yeah. he was he was a he was rat. a rat, if you will. Uh, there's a lot more on that. That will probably be one of Micah's reads of the week on uh, on the Ross Bolin podcast at some point. Mm. I'll just warn you. Check it out. Let read it. Let me know what you think. Uh, it is long. But we have. I think a, I'm gonna dive. We into have it. another hotline call. Eight hundred. Three nine two six three four four. You ready? Let's go. Hey, uh, boys. I know you don't talk about MMA very much on this podcast. I know Mike is a fan. Shout. Fiskoff to my right. Uh, if you did watch UFC Phoenix this past weekend, uh, I just want your opinion on the nagano Kane velasquez fight. Uh, Velasquez is saying that his knee gave out and he didn't even get hit. Uh, however, I've watched the replay, I don't know, 40 times, and uh, you got knocked the fuck out, son. You you got laid out. You There was no, oh, I didn't get hit. You were a fucking good night. Uh, I guess where we're going with this is, is that a trash move? Just not admitting that you got knocked the fuck out by another man? Uh, let me know. Cheers. Um, I guess it is a trash move. I don't know. It looked. Have you seen this video, Brad? I have not. Here it is. Yeah, you got it up. Yeah, you can see it. Basically, uh, Cain Velasquez 
former UFC heavyweight champion, fought uh, Francis Ngannou. Uh, this isn't the video. This weekend in a UFC event, and uh, it it lasted I think thirty eight seconds or something. Ooh. And basically, like a Tyson esque knockout. Not really, because Ngannou didn't really hammer him like standing up. Yeah. Velasquez, and then what happened is Velasquez claimed that his knee buckled and that he fell down and then uh, Nganu hammered him and that was the end of the thing. Oh, I see. Nganu claimed that he landed a shot which forced Velasquez's knee to buckle, which if you watch the replays, it's pretty clear that the punch hits before Velasquez's knee goes out. So is the question that the fact that he's blaming his knee, is is that? Yes. I think that is a trash move. Yes, I do. And so, like, either you believe this guy had this crazy, freakish knee injury that happened at the absolute worst time, which is what Cain Velasquez is claiming, or the guy got knocked the fuck out. And I think he got knocked the fuck out. Was it even an injury, or is he just saying his knee buckled? Well, his coach came out and said he had no no knee injury in training. It wasn't like he was hurt. Yeah, it just buckled. That it just buckled. It's like stepping on a wet spot on the basketball court. Like, shit doesn't always go your way, buddy. I don't know. I, I mean, I think he got knocked the fuck out. That sounded like it a, wasn't like a. It, it, what's interesting is it wasn't like a big knockout yeah. punch. It was like a little inside left hook, uh, which caused him to to his, his disorient leg, leg to go down. It looked like he got knocked the fuck out to me. So uh, Francis Ngannou goes back up the uh, the the ratings. I'm sure he'll have a, a shot at the heavyweight championship boy. again soon. Yeah, he's big. He was you know overhyped. I think, but Velasquez is a is a big bad dude and. You know, I talked to uh, my personal former best friend and and uh, and trainer um, over on it, uh, Kyle Kingsbury, <laughs> used yeah. to train with Cain Velasquez. Oh, is they, that right? I think they were actually college teammates. Huh. And he said he was like Velasquez is going to be the next champion. Really? Or he was like, it may not be the next champion, but like he's going to come back because this was his first fight in like three years. Yeah, he's old, right? He was like, he's going to come back and he's going to take one more run at the championship and then he'll quit. Hmm. And I was like, okay. And I believe Kyle. Like he said, he's rolled with that guy, and he's talked about what just a freak of nature and what a monster he is. Uh, but Francis Ngannou got him. Kane's uh, a brutal name. It sounds like a fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's tough. But Ngannou looks scary and knocked out a. I mean, Kane Velasquez is a serious former champion, a legit fighter, and uh, big shouts to Ngannou. I that guess. was a thoughtful call. Thank the you. other big uh, story today is uh, George Saint Pierre retired today at a press conference wow uh he says he will continue to train martial arts the rest of his life uh but that he's done fighting professionally no fighter in the history of the fight game has ever retired and meant it but by all accounts (laughs) george st pierre is like the nicest guy ever to be a part of a i think the question is are his finances in order because most of those dudes go bankrupt after like a year because it's impossible like first of all the way that you're paid it's like you have to do all this stuff with like balancing your taxes and all this different stuff you don't have any sort of insurance so you're paying for all that out of your pocket you got like this giant crew of people who go with you everywhere so i don't know man um i think the more so than him being nice is has he managed his finances and does he yeah, have I, a, a guy i i think he's probably guy. in pretty good shape yeah um but so you know many people think he's the greatest of all time i i think it's a i think it's probably true mm. um and by and like i said by all accounts the nicest guy ever. So, and that doesn't necessarily mean he's the smartest guy ever with his money, but he made a whole lot of money. I think he's probably in pretty yeah. good shape. Don't you know, for him. You know what else is in pretty good shape, Brad? What's that? Your dog, Ralph. Where is he? He's over here on my side. Oh, he's actually being calm. Yeah. You know what Ralph loves? Tell me. Barkbox. Oh, he does love Barkbox. Yeah. I'll tell you that. You know, Barkbox sends high quality products every month to your house, including uh, the best all natural treats and chews and. Playfully invented toys to match your dog's unique needs. All the dog, all the toys are thoughtfully designed in-house by their dog-crazy toy experts with the very best materials. And uh, all-natural treats are made with meat sourced in the USA and Canada and never contain any wheat, soy, or corn. How's that? If your dog Pretty is gluten-free. Yeah, it's designer. Yeah, the chews are even made with the highest quality partners and made with USA meat. Uh, it's a good value too. In addition to being the best assortment of dog products, it's also the, a very good value. Contains over forty dollars of toys and treats every month. Uh, there's new monthly fees, themes, I should say. Uh, each month is a new theme. Um, 
last month was like Valentine's Day yeah. themed. So they Tell sent about they that. sent Ralph a Valentine's Day, which I posted on the the stories last week. But after they did that and seeing like all the different products, I went on there and actually bought one with our promo code. So now I am a I'm a BarkBox boy. Man, I'm official. excited for you. Yeah, I'm so excited for it, you. Life's gonna be good for Ralph. Uh, our first box gets here next week. Wow. Yeah. To, I'll, I'll keep you updated how that goes. Anyway, they've got a 100% happiness guarantee. Uh, if you don't absolutely love everything in the box, just let their customer service team know. They'll get you, uh, they will get you something that you'll love for free. And if you want more boys, uh, more toys in your box, I can barely talk today. You can up, upgrade to the extra toy club for an extra toy in every box for just nine bucks a month. This is what you want to make your little happy dog happy. So do that. Nice. And there's free shipping anywhere in the continuous United States. So here, here's the, the best part. You can get 50% off your first box when you sign up for a 6- or 12-month plan using promo code BDC, like backdoor cover. Which I just did. So there you go. You that go to nice. BarkBox.com, you sign up for a 6- or 12-month plan, and you save 50% on your first box when you use promo code BDC, BarkBox.com. Okay. Brad, let's talk some college hoops. Let's talk. It's, uh, February is rapidly winding down. we got like one week left in this month. And then it's March, which means we should really be paying attention to college basketball. I joked yesterday that that Carolina game was like, it's time to actually start paying attention. Right. Uh, now we're, we're, we're only a couple weeks out from the, uh, the conference tournaments. I mean, there's like four or five games left in the regular season, then we'll have conference tournaments, and then we'll have March Madness. Like It's going to be nonstop action here for the next couple of what, so let's run through weeks. a couple conferences here, and uh, and you can tell us what, what what to look for down the stretch. Yeah, so I, I put together kind of like a little outline f- highlighting the top five power conferences uh, in terms of kind of like how many teams they've got that are looking to be in the tournament, how many are in the bubble, and then kind of so the conference strength, basically, just so we could get like an overview look at what the college basketball season looks like and who some of the players are going into uh, conference championships. And so the first one, we were at number five. I got the Big East. Um, their tournament teams are Villanova and Marquette. Uh, they've got two bubble teams. I'm saying bubble, like I'm basing this on 20 wins. So if they're, if they're near 20 wins, um, that puts them on a bubble. If they're over 20 wins, I'm giving them in. Um, just kind of like a loose system. Uh, but that's that's kind of generally the, a rule of thumb for how you can kind of figure out who's going to make the tournament sure. who won't. But you, Villanova and Marquette are, are yes. the teams to watch from this conference. I, I don't know if the bubble teams are too important for us because right. nobody's paying any attention. But well, it's kind of interesting. Just why to do look we care at. about the Big East? Uh, star just, power? Yeah, star power. We've got uh, they've got two players that are considered two of the best offensive players in the country. Uh, Marcus Howard's out of Marquette, and he's really freaking good. Um, I've seen him play a couple of games. He just he scores a ball at will. And then um, I haven't seen St. John's play. Their uh, their guy's name is Pons. Um, Shamari is that how you pronounce his I, first I, name? I, see, I kind of skated around that on purpose. I don't know. Yeah, Shamari Pons. Well, you know, he, you know the Big East. They always play their tournament at the Garden, which is I think they do, or normally they do. Yes, so that'll you're be right. That's always a good one to watch. I know that like last year the Big Ten tried to do it at the Garden also, but they had to do it like they the, had week to do it the week before. Yeah, that was and nobody gave a shit. I wonder if they're doing that again this year. I don't know. Anyway, I'll uh, I'll do some research. All right, let's go on to the SEC. Uh, Kentucky, Tennessee's been ranked number one for a lot of the year. Kentucky's in the top five. They beat Tennessee last week. Last week, yeah. Uh, LSU is the other team that is certainly in. Um, LSU beat, I think, Kentucky earlier. So, like, all these teams are right bunched at the top, and they but, all But, I mean, play Tennessee and Kentucky are legit possible number one seeds. Right. And, I mean, LSU's only got, like, three or four losses, something like that. So, I mean, they're very good. No, and LSU is... Uh, Tennessee is at LSU this Saturday. Right, and so there's like a, a whole lot of action going on in the SEC, and it'll it'll shake out pretty quickly here who's going to go yeah, into Yeah, it the seems end. like having watched a little bit of uh, SEC basketball this year, there's a lot of teams in the middle. Yeah. Bubble teams you've got here, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Auburn, and South Carolina. And, I mean, some of those guys might not actually be considered bubble teams technically, but, I mean, they're with shooting distance of 20 wins if they were to go on a run, so I put them in there. Yeah. Um, um, did you see the end of the game last night between Mississippi State and Georgia? I did, uh, thanks to the post you put up. Yeah, you can see the clip on Backdoor Cover Podcast. Instagram. On Instagram. Uh, somebody threw a stuffed animal, a stuffed bulldog, onto the court, which resulted in a technical foul with .5 seconds left. 
and Mississippi State beat Georgia. I've never seen something like this I've never, in my I can't, entire life. I can't believe the officials would call this. What do you think they should have done? Just had like a timeout or something? They should have just into the crowd and said, You're out? Let the... Let the I, they threw I mean, it at him like while he was shooting a free throw, right? And it bounced at his feet or yeah, something? Yeah, but it, it was behind him, and it did not affect the shot. Hmm. And you've got to let the coach go to the microphone and say, like, if anybody else throws this, we're going to lose this game. <laughs> but they just called a tee. And they lost the game. It was crazy. They're like, fuck it. Like I said, you can see this clip. I've never seen it before at Backdoor Cover Podcast on uh, Instagram. Nuts crushed. Yeah. yeah. It, was a, it was a true nut crush at home. Um, yeah. So wh- What's the headline for the SEC for so people that haven't been paying attention? They've got two teams that are national title contenders um, in Tennessee and Kentucky. I, I really like Tennessee because their stars are actually like upperclassmen. They've got um, Admiral Schofield is a senior. Grant Williams, who's their their best player, is a junior. Like they've been around for a while. They had a really great season last year. Um, I, I think they're in a really good spot going into March. Uh, I, I think there's somebody to keep an eye on. They're the team to watch. So Kentucky, and then you've got Kentucky with which a, all a babies. thousand yeah rookie but studs they, running around. They're one senior. Their lone player that was a senior and actually was a starter blew his knee out or, or did something. He's injured now and he's going to be out moving forward for. I didn't specify the amount of time, but. Uh, they're babies, man, and they've all. They, I mean, they're playing really great defense. They're good, but um, I don't love youth. Uh, it's it's generally is something that doesn't work out in uh, in March Madness. So, um, yeah, SEC's looking pretty solid, though. All right, let's go to the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve, where uh, it appears that Kansas has won the league like nine years in a row, right? Or something crazy. Uh, it's they, like fifteen or something. Is it that, that f- many? I don't know if it's that many. It's, but it, a f- it's way too many is how many it is. Yeah, and uh, but they are currently not, not leading the league. Correct. Uh, That's K- I think State. Kansas State is actually in the lead right now, and Tech is above them as well. Um, all that said, Kansas having a great season, and they're within um, range, and I think they all play each other here over the next couple of days. Yeah, Kansas State is at 10-3 and three in the league. Kansas is at 9-4. and four. Texas Tech is at 9-4. and four. I believe Iowa, Iowa State, State just and lost Baylor's eight and five, like so. Tuesday or something, though, so they've fallen a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, all those teams are sitting around 20-21 wins. Iowa State's at 19. Uh, Kansas is currently in third place. Uh, tied with Texas Tech at nine and four, but I believe Tech beat them earlier this year, so they've got a tiebreaker currently. Um, but anyways, yeah, uh, quite a few teams up there at the top of the the, uh, the board there, um, and then there's a couple of, of bubble teams: Baylor, Texas, Oklahoma. I don't even know if they're technically bubble teams, but just give them a shot. Anyway, Kansas is, has won or tied the Big Twelve thirteen years in a row. Christ, which is unbelievable. I was closer. Yeah. That's a lot of times. I mean, the thing about the Big 12 is, like, it's pretty much top to bottom pretty good other than, like, the very lowest tier. West, West Virginia's having a tough year, man. Uh, Huggy Bear is, is struggling. Uh, they're 2-11 and 11 in conference play. But, I mean, for the most part, all the way through, like, TCU's, like, 8th or ninth, OU's all the way down there as well. They've got 16 wins on the season. Like, so the conference as a whole um, – They've, they've put together a pretty good resume, but there's no real like standouts. There's no real national contender. Um, it just seems kind of like a middle-of-the-pack type of, of hmm. group at this point. Okay. With Kansas not being kind of the, the premier. Love Texas Tech's team, though. Chris Beard's been good. Yeah. Did you see that this story that came out where a walk-on for Tech was in the game and they were blowing out uh, Baylor, and he, they threw him in alley-oop and he dunked it? And yeah, Chris and Beard, Beard made him, yeah, and then he made him apologize to uh, uh, the coach at Baylor, Drew, uh, during the handshake line. That's funny. That is cold. He man. lost his mind though; like he was really going crazy. This guy's like a six foot three white guy who's never yeah. played before. It's embarrassing. That's pretty awesome that he went up and like dunked. That'd be like one of like that'd be like me. I'm six three. It'd be like me going out in a Big Twelve game and catching a oop and dunking it. That's pretty strong, man. I have a prediction. What's that? Chris Beard will be the next coach at Texas. Oh, that you like that? Huh? Yeah, he's a UT alum, and uh, Shaka probably holds on for another year. But I didn't know he was UT alum. Yeah, uh, I he heard was a like story, a graduate uh, assistant under Rick Barnes. They're talking about how Patino is going to go to UCLA. I'm sorry, not UCLA, uh, UNLV. And Beard's name oh, came hilarious. up because he was the coach there a couple of years ago. But could you imagine Patino in in Las Vegas? God, he'd be banging so many skanks in the back of Italian. They were laughing about it. There was like some sort of post by like UNLV's student account or something I'm talking about Rick Patino coming and there was like 
comments below from like adult movie industry stars being like, yes, Patino. <laughs> they're, they're excited about he's coming that's to uh, dangerous. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. All right. Uh, two more conferences. The Big Ten. Big Ten. What do we need to know about the Big Ten? So they've got basically they're the most competitive, the strongest conference um, in terms of top to bottom, like overall teams. Uh, they've got quite a bit of star power as well from their, their top tier teams. Uh, looking like tournament teams, Michigan, Michigan State, Purdue, Maryland, Wisconsin, and Iowa, um, with Minnesota and Ohio State being kind of bubble teams currently. Um, but, I mean, a lot of the players that they've got in that conference are kind of national player of the year type of guys. Um, and, yeah, I'm, it's – I don't know. I'm, I never feel great about the Big Ten. They always look really good, and it looks like they have this really tough conference, and they go in a – March and everybody's out by the second round. Yeah, kind of feels like that again this year because, like, I don't know. What, what, where are you at? That sounds about right. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Ethan Hap is that how I pronounce his yeah. name from Wisconsin? That dude can play. He, Carson Edwards from Purdue. He shoots like a terrible percentage, but apparently he's like the most fundamentally sound. Whatever. I big saw man. Maryland won their first road game against a top twenty-five team in like eight years the other day, which is <laughs> crazy. But they they have a pretty good team. It was who did they beat? Was it uh, Louisville? No, no, it was somebody in conference. Yeah. Anyways, congratulations to them. And then, of course, the number one uh, power ranked team by Brad's power rankings is or conference. conference is the ACC, which is pretty much a unanimous. Everybody's gonna pencil them as the top. Obviously, you got Duke, Virginia, North Carolina. Uh, those seem to be the top three, and then below that, Florida State, Virginia Tech. And then plus you've got Louisville, Syracuse, and NC State. We won't talk about what happened to Syracuse today because that's just kind of fucked up. I saw that story, but I haven't like dove into uh, it. Jim Beheim killed a guy. Last night, right? Yeah. Driving home from the game after they won? Yeah. Christ. Uh, that's some guy just walking on the highway. Jim Beheim just hammered him with his car and killed him. Jesus. It's pretty fucked up. What do you? So why I, I do you know. walk down the highway? That is. I a, guess apparently the guy he was in another car that had broken down or something. And, oh, that's so uh, terrible. Well, uh, what's the headline for the ACC? Obviously, there's a lot of elite players. Yeah, obviously, one of them has a blown out shoe and possibly won't play for a bit, but he he'll be back, I think. Um, the other thing is, all three of the top contenders, Virginia, Duke, North Carolina, are all at eleven and two. They're all playing each other here towards over the next like six or seven days, I believe. So, I mean, there should be a ton of activity there, and, and things should play out pretty... Uh, there should be a lot of action, basically, in the league over the next couple of... Uh, maybe, like, 10 days. Um, a lot of the notes I put here are actually prior to last night. But, yeah, it's uh, true. It's, it's kinda, not as much fun to talk now. about this without Zion. Yeah, Zion's not as exciting when his, his shoe don't work. But, I mean, a lot of analysts it's probably beating a dead horse, but he's the best prospect to come out. Uh, they're expecting him to be the best NBA number one draft pick since Anthony Davis, which that was, he came out of Kentucky in 2012, Anthony Davis. So yeah, he's a generational talent, they say, but yeah. now he's not playing. So it's not that much fun to talk about. That's true. Yeah. Let's talk about the hotline. We've got one more hotline call 800-392-6344. Again, if you play, if you call the hotline, we're probably going to play it. Here's a question for you, Brad. What up backdoor cover boys. This is Sam Sheeta from Tallahassee. Um, I got a quick question for y'all since we're kind of in the sports a dead period. NFL's over. MLB hasn't started. It's really just NBA and college hoops, which I love. But if y'all had to pick one sport that you could watch for regular season, so you could only watch this sports regular season, you couldn't watch any others, what would it be? Um, I'm from Florida, so I'd pick college football. I'm a big college football fan. I'm a coach. I think it offers more variety than NFL. But I don't know. What What do y'all think? I know you guys are big NBA guys, big NFL guys, so. Want to hear your thoughts? Love the pod. Keep it up. You want me to go first? Yeah. So it's hard for me to match up the NFL versus anybody else in college football as well. I suppose they're kind of like the obvious choices here. Like it's almost hard to even consider yourself a sports fan if you don't put those at the very top. Uh, they seem to be the most popular. Honestly, though, I find myself watching the most golf out of any sports just because it's on Thursdays and Fridays when like I can put my work computer on like stream the tournament early. That's a terrible answer. This is the answer though. You asked me a question. Here's my answer. Uh, that would be kind of like my my uh, my dark horse candidate 
would be uh, golf just because it's such a long season and it's easy to gamble on and I have a good time gambling on it and it keeps me entertained pretty much start to finish for four straight days. Uh, but I mean, the answer is NFL. That's kind of like the the go-to, right? Where are you at? Oh, uh, probably, probably the NBA. You think so? I mean, I do love the NBA. Because there's games every night of the week, basically. Huh. And football, like... It's only 16 weeks or 17 weeks, and then the playoffs. Oh, you're, you're too much of a snob for uh, college basketball. But you don't get though, the huh? playoffs. You just get the regular season. That's only 17 weeks, and it's only games on Sundays See, and Mondays. And the NBA I guess on playoffs Thursdays. are the best thing of all the things. That's I think. true. That is like the greatest time of the year is when they play like yeah, 40 games and 40 yeah, nights. It's just the best. Yeah, I agree with you. I, that would be my. That would be the hands down no brainer answer. Well, you're right. Yeah, but NBA that playoffs. wasn't the question. That's a hotline. 800-392-6344. Thank you for the call. Yeah, thank you for the call. Thank you all for the call. You know what else uh, deserves a phone call? What's that? You. Me? You'll deserve one because you'll be smelling so good. Uh, People will be calling you, mostly ladies, when you check out Fulton and Rourke. We've been talking about Fulton and Rourke for months, okay? Their solid colognes are the they're just the shit. There's nothing to spill. There's nothing to leak. There's nothing to shatter. Just awesome smelling colognes and a solid metal case that you can take anywhere. You've heard us talk about some of the fragrances they recommend. There's Sterling, which is my favorite. It's a tobacco and leather fragrance. It's manly as fuck. Palmetto is a super fresh citrus and pepper fragrance. That sounds nice. But if you don't want to take our word for it, you can go to FultonandRourke.com slash quiz, and you can take a quiz that'll help you figure out which fragrance is right for you. All you have to do is answer a few questions, and then they'll uh, point you in the direction that... You should go. And guess what? If you choose a cologne you don't love, it's no big deal. Fulton & Rock has a 30-day, no-questions-asked returns policy. So if you don't like it, just send it back, and the folks at Fulton & Rock will be happy to exchange it or refund it uh, whenever you want. They're my go-to for all my grooming stuff, like my soap, my shampoo, my lotion, my face wipes, all this stuff. They've got everything, man. Absolutely. It's all good. It's a good price, and it's really high quality. They're good people. Uh, highly recommend those fellas. I do, too. So use the promo code BDC on your first order to save 15% off your purchase at FultonandRourke.com. That's F-U-L-T-O-N-A-N-D-R-O-A-R-K.com. You did good that time. Thank you. Yeah. Promo code BDC. Pick up some face wipes. You will not regret it. Brad, where can the people follow you? Uh, Bradley B. Key on Instagram. Bradley Key on Twitter. Um, where, where can they follow you, Micah? Oh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Micah Weiner, M-I-C-A-H-W-I-E-N-E-R, where you can see me at the finish line of the Austin Half Marathon, which I ran hey, on Hey, congratulations Sunday. about that, by Thank the way. You. That's a big accomplishment. Yeah, I feel pretty good. And your old lady did, too. Both yeah, the lady done. did it. Uh, I'm closing in on 3,000 likes, which was, is wow. the biggest accomplishment of all. Please help get me to that influencer status at Micah Weiner. M I C A H. That might be the most pathetic thing you've ever done is ask for likes on the Thank podcast. You. Go yeah. like it. Say uh, you're a backdoor boy or something. You should just or, go drop bananas in his or comments. Or drop bananas in the comments. Whatever yeah. you want. Thanks to our sponsors, Lisa Mattress, Keeps, BarkBox, and Fulton and Rourke. We are back next week. It's going to be Call the hotline. Mm, bye-bye. Thanks for listening.